Either choice presents great danger to us all. We are brave, Your Highness. If you are to leave, Your Highness, it must be now. Then I will plead our case to the Senate. Be careful, Governor. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels podcast. We are the Rogue Rebels, myself and my beautiful wife, Liz. Hello. And today we have a guest because because we wanted to have a guest. So <laughs> our guest today is Rachel Williams, who is a person that we've trooped with a lot in the Rebel Legion and local Star Wars thingies. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Pretty awesome. Better now that we have pizza and <laughs> rosé. Rosé. So this is awesome. I wanted to class it up. I don't know how Padme would feel about pizza, but... Oh, but she'll love it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But also rosé. I mean... How about, like, I, I think Sabe would be down. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Queen's Shadow because it's awesome. And I figured we should have a guest who knows and appreciates Padme. In a way that this house might not fully appreciate <laughs> as much. I thought it would be good to bring somebody else with um, So, you are a costume person in Rebel Legion, yes? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I'm actually hitting 14 years this year and doing Congratulations. this. Congratulations. Oh, it's been a year. Like, it's been a lot of years. Like, we're like five or six, and we're like, we've been here forever. Um but I know, like, I've trooped with you. You have, like, you have, like, a battle handmaiden, I know. Mm -hmm, I, I know I've seen your General Leia recently a lot. Yep. Which is amazing. Um, you have a pilot, don't you? I have an X-Wing pilot from original series, and then I also have an Episode One Naboo Starfighter pilot costume that I don't bring out a lot because it is very heavy, and it's a big wool coat, which is not always conducive to Southern California. <laughs> Understandable. That's why I am Sleeveless Voss. Yes. 90% of the time. And when it gets a little tiny bit cold, I'm sleeveful Kanan. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you also put together, we went to an, a signing event in LA mm -hmm. with the author E.K. Johnston, Amy Ratcliffe, who wrote Women of the Galaxy, which is also another amazing book, and Kat Tabor, who did the audiobook for Queen's Shadow. Yep. Which is cool, because I like it when they do that. But you had like... 15 Padmes or something, and that was, like, really fun. <laughs> we did. Um, that was actually really great, because, you know, normally at Troops, we try and keep it to, you know, you have one Leia and one Han and stuff like that, and for this one in particular, it was, I need any and all Padmes that we have, and even to the point that a couple of our girls have multiple Padme costumes, and it literally was, hey, who wants to wear one of these just because this is one of the biggest celebrations of Padme that we've had in Star Wars history, and so it was yeah. really... I wanted all hands on deck just to show how much this character means to a lot of women, and especially me. So it was great. I was really excited to do it. Well, you did a great job. Um, Thanks. God, how many people do you have? Was it about 20, 25 people? Um, I think total we had like 18 people actually in costume, and I believe there was 11 Padmes, 11 or 12 wow. Padmes, yeah. which I know even one of the girls had to drop out because she wasn't. She had caught that bug that was going around. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah almost fun. a good it dozen. Fun. It was fun. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I like, I like the Q&As anyway, just because I like hearing what people have to say. But just in this recent... Uh, I was talking to Liz a little bit about the recent authors. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear them talk about the thing that they did, like, and E.K. Johnston is no exception, they are so excited to be doing that thing. Mm -hmm. And this book 
is like a really good example of that, I think. Like she's talking about how she like, she's like, I've thought about this book forever. Since I was a kid, it was about Padme and like, that, that excites me. It makes me happy that people who create Star Wars are so happy to be creating Star mm-hmm. Wars that, like, why would you be, you yeah. know, like, yeah. It's That's just... one of the things that I really like, especially about the new wave of all the Star Wars stuff, is so many of the creators now are people just like us who either grew up on the films um, or have such a deep love for it, and it shows through their work. Like, it absolutely shows between, like, her, between Claudia Gray, between... Uh, Daniel between uh, even Chuck Wendig, like you can just. What's happening? Hey everybody, you might be wondering what the heck just happened. It is at this point that for some unknown reason, the audio kind of dropped out. And because we were so enraptured in our conversation, we didn't realize it for a good like 20 minutes or so, which kind of sucks, but we get back into it, and I just want to use this moment to not only explain what happened, but also re-remind everyone that at this point, we're going to start getting into the actual book, Queen's Shadow, and uh, we're discussing it pretty thoroughly and spoiler-heavy. So if you haven't read the book and you really want to, come back to this episode when you finished, or if you just want to hear what we thought about a book that you haven't read um, and learn some cool things about Star Wars, you can just listen to us talk. I don't, I don't know, do you? But spoilers are about to happen. So proceed with that knowledge. I think it would be wise if you took advantage of my knowledge in this instance. And I'm going to say, guys, we were so into it. Like, and then I don't know what happened, but my thing dropped out and we lost a little bit. It doesn't help the self is drinking some rosé. So that has maybe nothing to do with it. That, I, I drank after I pressed record. Like, that's not my fault. That's an issue that I might have seen if I looked back more often. It's Trade um, Federation hacking your equipment. That's what it is. Really talking is. about. Hacking it can only mean one thing. I don't trust, not, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Nani droids. And any reference to Sio Bibble is welcome here. Um, okay. So... So we so were where talking we about over? the book, so we're just going to give a quick rundown of what we already said, which was the prologue of the book is dope. And diving back into Padme's episode one, switch from, what did I say? I said between, the red, throne, between the, down. the red dress shot of her looking out the window to bam, black dress Sabe. Okay. I said it better last time, <laughs> but like, we don't have time for all that. All right. Well, um... um <laughs> It's just, I, <laughs> I, this is dumb. Like, I already said this, but you haven't heard it, and you never will. Um, it was, like, I really like that it sets up how resolute the, queen, the, the handmaidens and everybody is in their loyalty to the queen. To protect her in that mm-hmm. moment, everybody's firing on all cylinders. They're, like, doing Sabe's makeup, and they're changing her out, and they're putting on, like, bulletproof blaster-proof Carlini silk gowns that they can all hide behind while Panaka like caps fools. And then like... <laughs> See, that's one of my favorite um, parts about this book that I learned why her dresses and her hair pieces oh, yeah. are like that. Because I always felt I'm like, there's so many people dying, so many people hungry, so many people being enslaved. And you have this woman wearing these, you know, I have huge dresses on. with these huge fancy hair pieces. And then, and then Ike says... Well, Every they have a purpose. a purpose. And I was like, I love that. I want one of those dresses now. <laughs> and the way that she incorporates the 
fashion is a huge part of this book. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But mostly just showing like the functionality of it and also just the effects of so much of, especially of Padme having to carve out, you know, change who she was as a queen into who um, Padme Amidala is as a senator and just talking so much about just like the way that she has to change her hair, the way she has yes. to change her clothing, her wardrobe styles, just to be more approachable and to create yes. this new mm -hmm. person on that. Mm -hmm. But also just how many things that she like includes. Like there's a line, I have this tagged in my book, uh, <laughs> mostly there's just even text. talking about where she's talking to Bail Organa. And they just like, you know, just being like, oh, she even drops in a line of like, you know, they were strangely unbothered by hollow recorders, hugely thanks to the signal jammers Senator Organa wore on his belt. Like just little <laughs> things like that. And even, I think it's, Padme says something about just like, she's like, man, you should see what I can hide under this dress. Like yeah. in terms of just, you know, yeah. equipment right. yes. that like they can smuggle blasters. They can like, even all of her, there's even a line about um, Corday's family are jewelers. And so they make new hairpins yes. and stuff yeah. for Padme that have a purpose for, I don't remember if it specifically says for, or, you know, like picking locks. And yes. it's yes. like, yes. Yes. They, like Attack so, of the Clone yes. style. Yes. So uh, when I was reading that part of, um, I remember, so back in the day, they used to have, like, women used to have these hairpins, mm -hmm. right? Because people would just, like, too, yeah. touch them all the time, And you could right? stab people with and them. And you could yeah. stab people. And then they made them illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those things were like a foot it's long. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Gee, I wonder who did that. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. How about you make illegal people grabbing me yeah, or touching me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, let's just it's, make the... <laughs> there's so many lines about that, too. And even so much of the makeup of... They talk a little bit further about it once... Um, I think it's, is it Versailles? No, not Versailles. Cordy or Dormy, whoever ends up having to do the makeup the most um, on her, uh, talking about contouring. And uh, Kate's talked a lot about this in so many of her other interviews on it, about how there's essentially a line that is just like, man, if men ever discover how much we can change our features with contouring, <laughs> they will take us to the church to get burned as a witch. Like, <laughs> and so then like, you know, that's one of the things they do too, is just because, you know, since Sabe was such a close physical match for mm -hmm. Padme, they didn't have to do very much. But once it took over to Corday, Corday wasn't mm -hmm. as close in features. So they had to essentially change Padme's face as well so that she and Corday could find like a middle ground between each other just to make it easier for them to be able to, when they needed to swap out, and all of this other stuff. And I love that it's like they, she, you know, she weaponized the femininity yes. of Padme. Yeah. And I really love that. Yeah. So much. But not only that, I like how they dove into that, um, like not only is everything functional and a weapon and these big queen dresses have escape hatches that yes. you can like <laughs> slip out and escape in a ninja suit, which is what you see in Shogun Assassin when he tries to cut that like Kunoichi in half and she like does a backflip out of her suit and runs away backwards. That's true. Part yeah, of the yeah, gangster. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's on a, that's a not Star Wars things. I like yeah. martial arts. Um, man, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, no, it was the, almost had it, I almost had it. <laughs> Oh, it was how she was, um, she wasn't even using it a lot of times as the senator. She wasn't using it as like a distraction sometimes. She wasn't using it to protect herself as much as she was using it as a way to observe things unhindered oh, yeah. in a way that she couldn't when all the attention was on her. Mm -hmm. She was literally invisible as a handmaiden because yep. nobody paid any damn attention to her mm -hmm. until she tripped on Vale's foot. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that, that was the thing but that happened. I really like the way that, um... The handmaids know her so well that just with a little, you know, smile, she can tell them a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think part of the makeup was also hiding, you know, who she was as a person 
and being able to put this persona with essentially no emotions and even her voice. So, um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoy that part of the makeup and part of the, um, just the, the clothing and how they make it. So they try to make it easy so that way everybody can fit into the specific, uh, role. And so that way they, so for instance, when they go to this gala, right, they're trying to make, they're practicing before, mm -hmm. so that way they can make it, make the switch so fast. And they're, they're doing speed runs. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dorme is literally like 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 <laughs> minutes to do hair, makeup, everything, clean, I'm go. I'm going like yeah. this with my hands, like, that, I imagine that's what doing makeup looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so that was, that was just awesome. And so part of that, okay, so um, you talked about how, uh, when she became a senator, she had to change the way that she was dressing and the way that she was even doing her makeup because um, she needed to be more approachable, right? Mm -hmm. Like she needed to be able to make allies. And so, one part in the book, she goes and meets with Bela Organa, and she intentionally makes sure to have as little makeup and as little, you know, I mean, a more simple mm -hmm. clothing, so that way he can see that she's coming with a. Um, you know, try to be honest and try to represent herself rather than just being, this is the center of the former queen. Um, and I really like that because uh, I think that's, I think that's the reason why Belle Organa was able to recognize her when she, uh, at the, at the gala, when she literally crossed by her and she goes into the, into the yeah. room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause she, they had made a line earlier about like, you know, um, your thing of uh, saying that, like, you know, when you, she's a handmaiden or when she's dressed as a guard, and stuff like that too, is that nobody looks at you. Mm -hmm. And so she even yeah. made a comment about how like, you know, Baylor Ghana stepped right in front of her originally and like looked straight through her. Yeah. And then of course, mm -hmm. once she trips on his foot, he's just like, then she has the line about like, and then he saw her. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. like, it's one of those, that, so it's just for the first time, just like actually understanding and actually just seeing through her. Cause even as a queen, it's just people just see the queen and not really mm -hmm. the girl underneath. They see all of that what makeup. they project, Yes. you know? And like this, this, they really get into in this book, how they apply that persona and you and that's almost weaponized as well mm -hmm. like like she uses it as she needs it like she drops it when she needs to like actually mm -hmm. connect with Bail Organa and she picks it up when she needs to represent whatever it is and they use the Amidala voice when they're like mm -hmm. I'm sorry what did yeah. you say like you know like, all of a sudden like oh no she's talking in the Amidala voice again she's in queen voice you guys everybody's yeah. in trouble dude she doesn't get much of Gungans yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I really, and I like that, that, um, and even Bale said, like, they get into the conversation about it later and he's like, I never would have known, but what I, I like, I saw your face and your reaction is because when she trips, like she lets it slip too. She literally was yeah. like, eh. so in my head, she's like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> like, and then he's like, wait a minute, like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you know. It's also one of the things that I really also love about with that whole thing too, is later when they go onto Alderaan is that. Bale then makes it a point that like he immediately like picks Sabe out of that group and like he makes it like kind of a thing that he wants to talk to this person and it's one of the first and only times in this book someone is talking to Sabe and not talking to Sabe as Padme mm -hmm. or not talking to her as you know like as a guard like he purposely picks her out just to do actually like physically speak to her and it is literally one of the only people in the book that talks just to Sabe. That's not mm -hmm. Tanra or Padme or anybody else. Right, right. And I love that because then it just kind of sets up for the, later in the book. For yeah. things. Yeah. And for yeah. things. <laughs> for things. Uh, 
hey, you mentioned Alderaan. Let's just talk about Alderaan uh, real quick. Alderaan. Okay. Like, that was something that I didn't even think of, that all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I need this. Like, yeah, that I was, needed this that in my life. That was a thing that needs to happen, because all of a sudden, she's there, and they're all there with the people that are going to raise <laughs> mm -hmm. her, one of her children. Yeah. yeah. Like, in, but there's this connection that, like, and in, it, in Clone Wars, we do get a lot of connection between Padme and Bale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we have that, but, but see, we didn't get a Padme lot of anything Brea. of Brea. <sighs> Yeah. You know. yeah. I love Brea. Brea is like say. one of yeah. my favorite characters. I think she's very strong. She's uh, very kind. And um, I, I guess it's, well, I read the book, uh, what's it called? Leia, Princess of Alderaan. So mm -hmm. I got a lot of insight into, into Brea and how she worked. I disagree with her um, decision of making, you know, like trying not to um, share anything with Leia, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so did Leia. <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, so Brea, so when she goes um, to visit, uh, there's a holiday, right? And so people do nothing at, for some reason for like three days or something like that. And that's when Padme is there. Okay. And mm -hmm. so she's able to spend quite a bit of time with Brea alone, more than with, or, uh, with, uh, with Bale, more mm -hmm. with Brea, yeah. right? She gets to talk to her about mm -hmm. like... And they're able to connect as a former, as former monarch. Monarchs. Yes, yeah, yes. as monarchs. That's a word I know. <laughs> it was, I think it was also, supposedly, like, uh, what was it? Kate had already turned in the first draft of this book uh, when she got to read Leia, Princess of Alderaan. And so, like, people oh. actually being like, oh, did you and Claudia work together? And she was like, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so it was... I love that. Just between the two of them, it's, you know, we got to see in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, we got to see Leia on Naboo. And in this one, it's like we got to see Padme more on Alderaan. And it was yeah. just, it just yeah. made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. And when they talk about the mountain, they talk about... Oh, gosh. The yeah. Mountain. Yeah. And that all takes you yeah. back to, like, if takes you read you back, Princess, Princess of Alderaan, Lake. then you're, mm -hmm. like, there. It takes you back. But, and it explains why she can't have children. With her pull yeah. nodes. Yeah. And like, oh, Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It talks like, about art. <laughs> Sorry. Art. No, but I love the, so like, I like the hallway. I just want to hang yes. out in the hallway. They go in the hallway that's like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like. That was the Legend of Zelda song. <laughs> that was, I don't know what I was doing. I think that was the Temple of Time. Um, but it, it, it's like, they have, all, like, they're both worlds that are, like, they look... I haven't seen any slums on Theed. They might be there. They probably aren't on Theed. Not on Theed. I imagine there's other Theeds. <laughs> They're like, oh, don't go to Detroit, Naboo. <laughs> <laughs> That's hectic. All of Detroit listeners are mad. All, none of them. But, but it is definitely like both of the worlds, there are very strong parallels between them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one of the things I also like that they did include is just that, you know, like, Bale is still a bit more of a pacifist than, than uh, Padme is. But it is even like something that like Brea and them address is just being like, our world's never been invaded. So yeah. we can't really yeah. judge the decisions right. you and your planet have had yeah. to make because we've never been in that situation. And I mean, you know, had the invasion of Naboo never happened, you know, I imagine Naboo might have been still more, more of a pacifist like planet mm -hmm. than it is now, where it's just one of those that like the people want to keep their pacifism, which I do also love that that's been like throughout the story is kind of woven right. in that like not everybody on Naboo exactly. agrees with that. You have yeah. people like Padme's parents who are very like still not happy that, you know, we've got military stuff now yeah. right. versus yeah. the whole... Panaka. Fallout with Panaka. Panaka. Yeah, who is just kind of like, we need to do so much more than this. Yeah. Like, we need which a clone is also, army. Which is also <laughs> the best like Battlefront Two Easter egg yes. in that entire book. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was great. Like, yeah. ugh, I love. They that. talk about 
what their what Padme under Padme's reign, what they came to the resolution to mm -hmm. have some sort of defense for their planet should they get invaded again. I don't know. You know, was constructing an ion pulse. Yeah. yeah. In Battlefront Two, <laughs> Leia does the ion pulse. Yeah. They use it, and they beat a bunch of stormtroopers, and it's awesome. And Operation <laughs> Cinder is shut down, son. Yeah. But um, that was really cool. Like, that's one of the things that I, like, I like, like I said, I like video games. I like comics. I like cartoons. I like <laughs> and a Star Wars And when little bits from here and there get yeah. tossed in, it's, it's yeah. the best. So I like things like that. And, but now I like also here, because like, when you play the game, you're just like, oh, there's an Ion Pulse. What? That was cool. <laughs> no, you now there's like a whole story about <laughs> yeah. like how they voted to get an Ion Pulse. And, and Panaka was voting really for, you know. <laughs> yeah. Panaka was trying to get like defibrillators or something like, like he's like no we need something to like we need nukes like we need more and stuff like we that we need more which is also one of the things that um per Kate uh that was one of the things that she kind of hadn't anticipated from the Lay Princess of Alderaan book was about you know Panaka ending up as a moth of the empire so she's just like you know and fortunately Battlefront 2 just gave also that way of just like how can yeah. she you know Panaka and Padme like they've been through literally they've been through war together and what would push them a little bit apart. But it also mm -hmm. allowed her to bring in like Marek, who I'm so excited yeah. that we got Marek Panaka, who and is it, awesome. Yeah, mm. that's super, super cool. But just going back to that Panaka thing real yeah. quick, it, it all leads down like uh, the attention that is paid to things like that. In any other movie, you would never look at that like, oh, that's the dude that says like, we can't go there, the Hutt's a gangster. Like, and that's <laughs> it. Like, that's yeah. all, all he does is disagree with the Jedi. I do not trust the Jedi on this one. You know, that's all he does the entire movie. But then when you watch it, all you see is like, Your Highness, we can't, this is not that, uh, we cannot, our battle volunteers are no match against the Trade Federation. Army. Yeah. He's disagreeing the entire time. He knows they don't have the power to stop what they need to stop. But the Jedi are also, I'm like using my hands to indicate <laughs> not really pacifists no. and peacekeepers. They're aggressive so, negotiators. But he's getting into it with them. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that you know, what his, what he wants and what he thinks is necessary to protect their people is not the same thing as like where she would go. Yeah. And then I love like, there's even a line where she's like, oh, all my best friends are pacifists. <laughs> like, and it's like her, it's Mon Mothma, it's Bale. And it's really, really cool to see them connect and her be, but they all look at her as the extremist. Yeah. Because she's the one <laughs> that went to her back planet and threw down. Yeah. Because that happened. Because they didn't. And then you, I think, I think, like, I bet you that's how her and Satine got to be, like, really good friends. Because when Satine took over Mandalore, she was a pacifist. And I bet uh -huh. Padme was there to be like, yo, I got you. Yeah. You could be my friend now, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a warrior that likes pacifism. <laughs> Satine. Well, it also could have been why Padme could put up with, because sometimes Satine was a little too pacifism. That's mm -hmm. like, maybe why Padme could be like... No, I can tolerate this because, yep, been there, done that. All mm -hmm. right, I got this. <laughs> well, yeah, and then, like, even with her friends, like, she's still the extremist. Not only do they look at her as the extremist, but she's still the one that's like, yeah, well, my planet invade got invaded and yours didn't, and that's what happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I protected my people. Like, mm -hmm. so, you know. It also shows a lot of, like, I mean, I loved how this book introduced, like, you know, Padme with uh, Mina Bonteri. And just including that thing, too, of just being, like, Padme is so good at being able to have differences of opinion with people, but still, you know, value them as friends and colleagues and stuff like that. And so even just leading into as much as like, you know, Mina and her started off great. And then you kind of saw them being like, well, 
Mina actually never helped us with the whole Bromlark situation right. yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Right. He's like, what okay. was she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just showing just the connections that Padme had to make like that. And there was just so much of Clone Wars in this book, and I adored it yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Clovis. Like things but like that. Yeah, but they're Clovis. I have so many angry note notes in here that literally are angry faces. Every <laughs> time there's Clovis notes. Remember that time Anakin punched him in the hand and it hurt his hand real bad? Yes! <laughs> that part was dope. Uh, that didn't Clovis. happen in this book, though. But anyway. So uh, one of, the, yeah. one of the, um, the last messages that we had with, with you... Um, about confirming, you know, come yeah. you know, to to get together. Um, so Rachel sends us a picture of her book, and it has all kinds of that. called according to each other. Like, oh my god, that's me! And I, I love doing that. But here's the thing: Sal won't allow me to do that. If I was up to me, all my, all, oh, no, you do. All my books will be highlighted oh. and like with notes all over oh, the no, side. No, you cannot highlight the See? book. See. He no, stuffs no, me. He stuffs me. Post-it note. You post-it can post notes. It all you want. And even then, these post-it notes will be coming out after this is done, just because it's like <laughs> there's a tiny notes. bit of residual glue in them, and like those will all come I'm out. Really, but I can't my know. books I don't and write. highlight them and like write on it. You know, I I, I yeah. love doing that. I can't. I love doing I can't. that. Even when my friend got married, her they instead of doing like real flowers, she did um fla- like or I got me flowers. And it literally was from an extra copy of like Heir to the Empire. You died, didn't you? She, oh, I was like crying inside a little bit. I'm just like, I love the idea of this, but this really hurts my soul that this book was torn apart. And oh, I don't know if I could ever do that. But if the book was already falling apart, maybe. But hold on, something about a no, salamiri. No. <laughs> yeah. So I have to, you know. So instead of that, I just like make my own little. Things so I can write, you know, yeah. the sentences that Smarter I like. But I'm like, oh, I'm just man. wasting so many post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's why I try to stay away from the actual books. Lately, I've been doing a lot of audiobooks because I just have a tendency. You have a pen or a highlighter, and I know something's going to happen, and Sal's going to be really mad at me. So <laughs> like, <laughs> it won't be the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've started doing the more of just as I'm reading along, like I take pictures of whatever it is I want to remember <laughs> so then it's just like oh yeah there that way I'm not harming a book yeah. and like so there's like uh, that's what I was doing with the audiobooks you, there's like little notes that you can put and like mm-hmm. you can like save little clips you know but I was like okay Smart. close enough close enough <laughs> we, just, we just started doing audible mm-hmm. and like you can save you can make up bookmarks and you can even name the bookmarks you'd be like really cool part where Bale has a shield thing in his belt like that's or smart. whatever you want like it's things like that that I used that I just started learning to use for Master and Apprentice. Oh. But like, I like how organized, I've done audiobooks for a while, mm-hmm. but I've also done them like in a disorganized fashion, not from Audible. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's cool, I can get through it, but I also feel like I like doing the books because I can go back and I can look at the thing mm-hmm. and I can be like, oh, I'm sorry, wait, which one is, okay, there it is. Okay, Nemoidian or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I, I, you can't do that with an audiobook, really. But yeah. You kind of can with Audible can. if it's, I can create those little notes. Like, you gotta dig through them. Like, yeah. One of the Easter eggs that I was telling you guys out earlier mm-hmm. is just like a fun fact. So, if you look really hard enough actually at it, is that Sabe and Tanra are in the Ahsoka novel under different names, but they are there. And it was one of those that I found that out just a couple weeks ago and I was like, what? So, yeah. immediately after I finished this book, I went and grabbed my copy of Ahsoka and just started flipping through it as fast yeah. as I could to find that- it and be like, son of a bitch. That, yeah. <laughs> that's one of the ones that like just totally flew. I didn't even realize. Yeah. That. Well, because again, but, it came out first, and so why yeah. would you think that you know Tasman but, uh, is yeah. Sabin who but is Sabin? Like, why would you think, think that? Yeah. yeah. 
But that's just like the coolest thing because now like, we're all sitting here after you read this book, you're probably like me and you're just sitting here going like, oh, what happened? This is like, I want to see what happens with Sabe. And then like we saw it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she kind of got punched, but like whatever. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's more. I, I know there's more. But I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. we saw a little bit. <laughs> that was kind of cool. That was also one of the kind of, like, little Easter eggs that everyone is being very tight-lipped about. Um, just because, so in old canon, um, uh, what was it from? I want to say it was from Star Wars Galaxy. Let's Talk Legends. It was either from Galaxies or one of the card games or something else like that. But there was a little note about how after Padme's death, Sabe stayed on with Bail Organa, where Bail had her help... Um, essentially raised Leia for her very early years. Nope, that I didn't know. That was, yeah, that was in, it was either in Galaxies or the card game or it was in one of those things, but that mm-hmm. was an actual old canon mm-hmm. thing. And so I like that this kind of hinted at that because then that's been our head canon forever and Did a day. Did That was the whole thing. So <gasps> that was one of our head canons of, you know, when Luke's just like, do you remember your mother, your real mother? Like, did... Did Leia think that Sabe was her mom? Like, and she then what happened? Like her, she looked exactly like <laughs> yeah. her and stuff like that. So it's more so just. But then it's like, but then what happened to Sabe? Was Sabe on Alderaan when it blew? Like, I have oh. so many questions yeah. that I need yeah. to know now. And there's a lot yeah. of like weird things to like where I don't even know where to go with something like that. Yeah. So you have that moment where she's like, you know, your real mother. She was kind but sad. You know, yeah. so somewhere after, because all up to A New Hope, as far as in all the canon stuff that I've read, mm-hmm. she doesn't know she's adopted yet. I mean, Leia Princess of Alderaan, like, she knows. Okay. Like, she and does know at yeah, that no, point. Yeah, she knows. She knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah she knows. Yeah. My bad. At that yeah. point. But, like, yeah. No, but, but she just... doesn't know who her real mother is. Yeah, she doesn't sorry, know sorry. who her mother I mean. is. Yeah. In fact, she finds out in Bloodline, right? That yeah. her real father. Well, no, no, she doesn't find it. She knows who that. Who real... Everybody else finds out. Everyone else finds out. No, no, no. No, but it's like the box. Too? Yeah, I but. can't remember when it's like when she learns that Padme is her, her mom. Because that's also like a scene I would love because, you know, Leia grew yeah. up in the Senate also. Yeah. And yeah. despite the fact that like Palpatine probably tried to squash all history mm-hmm. of yeah. Padme You're and one. stuff like Me. that. It was dope. Um, I won a war. But like, you know, like Padme was so influential in the mm-hmm. Senate and like Padme probably has so much history about her that I'm sure Leia like and her studies and stuff like that would have come across like who's yeah. this teenage Something queen like of Naboo that yeah. defied the scent like mm-hmm. so that's just a scene that I've always really 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 wanted um, and then also in the old canon um, Sola's daughter not the one that's born in this book uh, I think it's the one that starts with a J there's two um, yeah the younger one in the old canon the younger one Ryu. was not Ryu um, Jubal maybe Jubal's mom no, Jubal's mom. Sola's the sister. Sola's sister. Oh my god. Who's the younger daughter? Oh. What, what's his name? I don't recall. But whoever the younger know. daughter is, okay. like in old canon, yeah. she was the senator of Naboo during the time that Leia was the senator in Alderaan, which meant that potentially, like, Leia actually knew her, her aunt slash yeah. her cousin and didn't know it. But then another fun thing that somebody dropped on me was just like, bold of you to assume Palpatine would let the Nabaris live. And I was like, Ouch. Like, think about that. Like, yeah. would Palpatine have, or would the family all have accidental deaths? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I so, mean, it's something to dive in. In, in yeah. the, um, what we have now, like, in the Vader comics, Vader starts investigating and trying to figure out, uh, after he yes. finds out oh, Skywalker's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. name, which, he goes... Which comic branch is this one? Uh, Darth Vader. Darth the Vader. first, the 2015 Darth Vader okay. series. Mm-hmm. 
So once he learns Luke Skywalker's name, he starts to put things together and Ooh. to try to investigate mm-hmm. what happens. So he ends up sending people after the, like, I don't want to say mortician, but like the yeah. dude yep. who did the funeral Offering, and trying right? to figure, yeah, he sends after yep. but he's trying to figure out like, because she was buried as if she was still pregnant. Yeah. So we all see that, you know, mm-hmm. so he's, he starts digging. Interesting. Basically. So things like that, like her old family, like I'm wondering if any of those, uh, mm-hmm. like it didn't come up in that series, but. And also, I mean, think about mm-hmm. her Revenge of the Sith handmaidens, like Mate and Ellie. They knew Anakin was the dad, like, because yeah. there's no 3PO way. Yeah. Well, I mean, 3PO's <laughs> mind got wiped, but it's at yeah. least, yeah. you know, you yeah. have the handmaidens right. that worked for Padme at the time. There's no way they didn't know that this dude who comes to the house almost yeah, like, every mm-hmm. single night yeah. is not the dad. But it's yeah. more so just like, what happened to them? Did they literally just be like, well, that yes. secret's dying with me? Or like, yeah. what happens? See, we need more books. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar be like, look at the Jedi robe. <laughs> and 3PO be like, I don't even know. I don't know it might just be brown. <laughs> I want also the R2D2 tell all. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is also R2. at what point did R2 just be like, hey, Luke, Leia, by the way, um, here's some old recordings of your parents. I heard a really, I heard a really like strange out of their window oh. rumor of episode nine. That uh-huh. is like, to me, it seems like very ridiculous, but it's also one of those things that I'm like, that would be a fun dive. You know, the, uh-huh. the, the MacGuffin, if it was 3PO's lost memory. Oh my God. Oh, yes. You yes, know, yes, and yeah. I'm like, if he gets his memory back, then that really completes the circle. That would be fun. And then you could have, because like, the original idea was 3PO's the one, and R2 are the ones that tell the story. Yeah. Of Like the Lucas's original idea mm-hmm. was like, they're R2 telling is the, the storyteller, story yeah. Of everything. But he can't tell half the story. But if they <laughs> find if in episode nine, it's the search for three PO. Like like Afra, I, and maybe that's where all this is coming from. How like Afra killer killer um, C three PO? It's not C three PO. Triple zero. Triple zero. You know that's essentially what he's looking for. That's why he's killing. And he's doing a You're lot behind of a few comics. Oh. <laughs> you gotta catch up on that. <laughs> Well, I never read the Vader comics, far, so I'm further behind than you. Oh, Don't worry. As far as, as far as I know, he is a killer robot because he's trying to look for his memory. So I'm just saying, it had to come okay. from somewhere. Right? Well, I don't think because. <laughs> I think he's a killer robot and he wants his memory. Okay, but that's another show. Yeah. But Triple Zero is cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. really cool. I know there's been a lot of... God, I hope this is not an actual spoiler. There's been so many rumors of people just yeah. being like... We're gonna go back to Naboo in episode nine, and I'm just like, I don't think we are going to like, especially from the trailer. It doesn't look no. like it. And now, if, if we did, also, what would no. we do there? Yeah. Like, it lo- as it- much as I would die of happiness, at the other hand, like, it looks why like now? you know, Tatooine. It looks not, not really Tatooine. It looks like Jakku. Oh, you know, it looks like Jakku. Yeah. It was filmed. It was filmed in Jordan. Jordan, which is where they shot Jetta. Or okay. Rogue One. Yeah. People were asking me about that, and I was like, and then they're like, what if it's Jedi? And I'm like, if you read the comics, I don't think it is. Isn't Jedi kind of destroyed a lot? Anyway? Yeah. It's, it's, it's destroyed a little. Okay. But <laughs> I think it's destroyed enough that it don't look like that right now. No, it's also a lot of people have been trying to do the, like, you know, like, well, the fallout debris trajectory of the second Death Star with these planets nearby. It's like, yeah, I like that. Are we just on proper Endor? Because, you know, originally we were on the forest moon of Endor. So are we on Endor, Endor? I don't know. That's what everybody's like saying. And I'm like, 
It's probably just Endor. It's just, just the forest. Like, Endor. what if it has an ocean, fool? Just let it be an ocean. It's Again, because we, we saw forest moon. Yeah. We didn't see Endor remember, Endor. Remember, like. remember in, in Journey, Caravan of Courage, remember they went yes. to mountains <laughs> and they went to the beach? Like, Endor is like, we went to the forest, but there's a little more than forest sometimes. <laughs> so fun fact, I got into Star Wars because of the Ewok movies. Oh, really? I was raised <laughs> on the Ewok movies before I was raised on Star Wars. I have a friend. <laughs> This is going to be hard. The hardest part to believe of this story is his name is Steel. And he was all about like Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's from Australia. Mm-hmm. So in Australia, those movies were released theatrically. Yeah. So he showed up to see the Endor movie and he was like, the next Star Wars movie. And he's like, he tells the story of how he went to the theater and it was him and two teenagers. And he doesn't think that they were there to see the movie. <laughs> And that's it. And he was like, I wonder where everybody is. I thought everybody liked Star Wars. And then he was at school talking about, like, man, I saw, I didn't even see, nobody saw the new Star Wars. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> and then when he went to his first, like, con. Yeah. Uh, somewhere along the way, somebody was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, those stupid Ewoks. And that's where he first learned that people didn't oh, like no. Ewoks. And the whole room erupted in laughter at Ewoks. And he was like. And on a second, Who doesn't love Ewoks, man? On a second tangent from that tangent <laughs> is where I get into the story of how I uh, heard this week on the Star Wars show how Daniel Jose Older is just like, how they're just talking about how the Ewoks are all there being like, remember that one time that really tall Ewok came and he just like owned? Like, that was dope, dude. Chewie would totally, I mean, did you read Last Shot? Yes. Yeah. Like, like it's all based on people that. People like, she friggin' like idolized yeah. Chewie. Chewie. Like, yeah, it yeah, was... Yeah. Also, Peacraft is the It's best. like the, the Ewoks idolize C3PO. Yeah. Yeah. Until <laughs> so Chewie shows up and they're like, nope, yeah. screw yeah. you, gold god. We got a new god. <laughs> he, he, flew him, he threw him right out the thing with one hand. He threw him with rocks on a stick and then he drove it. And we all drove it, dude. We were shooting. I had a blaster. A boy was in the tree over there with a blaster. <laughs> it got crazy. Do you think had Return of the Jedi come out recently um, that Ewoks would have gotten the same reception that Porgs did? Everything, like, what, you were at Celebration. Oh, yeah. Okay, we weren't. But looking at Celebration. Porgs are ridiculous. And then looking at what (laughs) people think the Star Wars community is like with crap and stupidness and like everything sucks and it's dumb. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people say on Twitter. It doesn't matter how many views your YouTube comment about how dumb (laughs) whatever episode's going to be. What matters is the people that are there for it, and there's plenty of them, mm-hmm. and they ain't going anywhere. I will say a celebration was probably one of the most, this celebration in particular was one of the most wholesome like celebrations I've been to in a really, really long time. Mostly just everybody there was just there to enjoy Star Wars, not be the negative Nancys. Like, I mean, there still were plenty of people with, um, there was a whole squad of people running around with like fire Kathleen Kennedy and fire Ryan Johnson wow. shirts. Why do you even go at that time? Wow. But it was yeah. still one of those, the reception you that spend Kelly... spent $150 to do it. Right? The reception that Kelly Marie Tran got in particular. Yes. Like Yay. we were, we were crying because she immediately started crying. Yeah. She, and was, she got a, like, and like, yeah, like the cheering and chanting the, like more than Daisy Ridley and everybody else. Yes, more than absolutely. Billy D. Williams was Kelly Marie Tran got the biggest standing applause. She did. Followed by like Ahmed Best. Like... People that deserved it just yeah. because they've been treated so bad so by bad. this yeah. online community for so long that like it was it was just wholesome and it was very much just like yeah. oh. but it's like uplifting and yeah. it's like everything that these people deserve like you went out there and you did something and it was amazing and just because people are uncomfortable with you 
yeah. for whatever reason, Jesus. whatever yeah. stupid reason, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, I hope, I hope that like they realize like that's what people really think. Yeah. That's what people really care about. Nobody ever is going to walk up and say those stupid things to your face. And if but they when you do, show up, they're a terrible person, but yeah. But yeah. when you show up, these people are going to show how much they love you. Yeah. And that's amazing. And that's what Star Wars is really about. Yeah. That's a thing. Absolutely. I, I could go on so many tangents about yeah. Jar Jar. No. So many tangents about <laughs> I, Jar Jar. We're already lost, but I don't even care. Like, it's not even. So this book. Yeah, we're on, all, we're on Alderaan somewhere. I so one of the things that I read, <laughs> I really liked about this book is like literally chapter one where, um, where Padme, okay, so they're like swimming, the right? parallels and, and the yeah. imagery was just beautiful. Anyways, continue, sorry. <laughs> And so they're swimming and they go to this house that they only go to like once a blue moon. The retreat because, house, yeah. yeah. Because they just go there to rest. And as we know, she didn't have that much time to rest, right? Mm -hmm. For a long time. Anakin goes there. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so she's like walking and she's thinking, you know, she's thinking about what's going to happen with her now that she's not a queen. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't want to like. Um, she doesn't want to ask her handmaidens to stay with her. And yeah. Everybody has kind of plans, right? Like at least the handmaidens gonna have plans, except for Sabe. Yeah. But <laughs> Sabe's got plans. It's just like yeah. where you go, I go. But, yeah, exactly. Sabe's ride or die. Yeah, she's <laughs> ride or die. So ride or die. <laughs> so um, I like when Pinaka's wife. I'm really bad with names. Marik. 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 Rhymes with bike. That's all I know. Marik. Marik. So when she tells her, basically says watch out you're gonna trip like you're thinking about things that are no longer yours to think mm -hmm. wouldn't that be the way the best way to end up your and i was like oh my god that's so that's so deep <laughs> like you're thinking about things that are yours no longer to think about mm -hmm. and i was like how often we all do that like literally like most of our lives we just go things about thinking things that we can't do anything about or things that you know are not really ours to think about so i was like yeah so i like to get these little phrases and i'm like down write them down my wall mm -hmm. i like literally like painted this wall with like um what is it honey um <laughs> whatever you can dry erase <laughs> yes yeah, so my bedroom wall, but the so problem is the right. paint's like invisible so like when i'm just, doing it it turns out i had like missed a few spots oh, so no. then there's a couple spots that are not dry erase so when you write on it some of them are erased and then yeah. some of them not but anyway so you know i was like wow that's that's really that's a really good good quote you know mm -hmm. like thinking you're gonna have to like fall and make mistakes you know because you're thinking you're focusing on things that you shouldn't be focusing on so i really like that um i really like especially the whole her letting her handmaidens choose her other things which even some of them end up being amazing plants and payoffs like the whole thing where erte decides to go to Udaganga to yeah. try and use Gungan technology and art yeah. to work with blue algae yes. but because of that it's showing that like in that year alone naboo was yeah. able to regrow their like growth population triple their, so triple their food production to the like point that. that then later when they're taking all of the you know emergency supplies to Bromlark, mm -hmm. Padme mm -hmm. is able to take Naboo supplies to Bromlark because of Erte going and making yeah. some Gungan algae yeah. art. Like and I exactly. love that. But I love how the how she's like thinking artistic, right? Mm -hmm. And it, there's also a um you know science. a science behind that. And I know how Padme immediately puts them together and basically she goes like, yeah, we're to ruin it, right? But making it like really like technical and helpful instead of just being artistic, <laughs> yeah. But that was really cute, yeah. I really like that.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those really good, like good things like just getting into those episode one like I, like I was saying before before it got deleted is <laughs> the like the first few chapters of this lake house and stuff were kind of saying goodbye to mm-hmm. the Captain Panaka we know yeah and we're meeting Marike yeah the new mm-hmm. Captain Panaka mm-hmm. and we're saying goodbye to those handmaidens Erte not Sabe so much and Sashe like, and, and Yane Sashe Rabe yeah. Then, and then we're saying hi to Corday and Dorme and Vane. No, not Verse. Sorry. Vane is the Darth Vader one. Did you hear the weird thing of like how people are like, yo, the old man who's like, Director Krennic is here in Rogue One? His name is Vane. So they're like, what if Darth Vader like got Naboo people to be his people <laughs> and they took his name too? So he's like Vane, like a handmaiden, but he's a dude. And he's a dude handmaiden. Dude maiden? Dude. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Uh, I don't know why I yelled so loud and threw it in. Oh, right. There's a thing that happened. <laughs> anyway, if you want to think about it, Vader's got a handmaiden. <laughs> Moving Somebody's on. Somebody's got to press that cape. But <laughs> I like that, like, you get to see all the things that these people like. Like, that girl mm-hmm. likes doing art and she integrates a science that ends up being very beneficial to Naboo. Yeah. Gungans included. And then you have the other girls who were like, we need an orphanage for yeah. people that are yeah. displaced in the war. Remember there was a war? Yeah. Like, things like that. And then, like... Uh, making Sasha pretty much go into local government and why the, yeah. she has so much more support of the people is just, you know, because she was tortured yeah. nearly yeah. to death in the camps and, like, just so many of those things. Like It's so crazy. Like, yeah. and the way they get into it, especially with Sasha, how she's, like, she's a symbol mm-hmm. of their resilience. Like, they're, like, everybody was, like, hanging out and doing the pool thing. And Sasha was, like, scarred because of what happened. And like they all, and, and it also gets into Typho, how like oh, everybody had respect for people that lost in the war. Yeah. Like Typho lost Typho. an eye. Sashe got physically up. scarred. Yeah. Like, so like, but that they're so re- well respected. And also because that they like the sacrifices they made for Padme and mm-hmm. for their planet. There is, it was a line that she used in both, again, the parallelism between that opening chapter of like Padme lying still. Her hair afloat around her with the flowers coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as I read that one, I was just like, man, we're already at her funeral. And then I was like, oh, no, this means the ending of the book's going to be the funeral. And, like, but yeah. it's, there's a line that she uses in both that is essentially, like, Naboo carried on without her. Yes. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Uh. But you know what? That's something that, um, that Padme knew very well. You yeah. know, but we are there to serve, and then we have to let others serve with... You know, it really works in, like, even our own community, on our own Star Wars community. Mm-hmm. You know, we're there to serve, to do the best that we can for, for you know, for our groups, for our temples, for our, you know. For our bases. For our, bases. For our, yeah. Yeah. For our clans. And, clans. Yeah. and sadly, I mean, I think a lot about dying all the time. Uh, maybe because I'm a mom. <laughs> but I always think about, like, you know, how the, the world just moves without you. Yeah. You know? Uh, we all, we focus on things about like, oh, well, if I don't post this or if I don't do this, in reality, the world moves on without yeah. you. And that's the way that you should want it to be. You know, like, you know, your kids, your family, 
you know, never yeah. forgotten, but you know, people have to move on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But like also the impact of the things that you did, like the people that fought through that war with her and now live to serve and are able to help, like even the artist that mm -hmm. is yeah. able to triple food production yeah. and, you know, the people that now are thinking about defending Naboo because of what happened and they had no defenses uh, because they've been pacifists for so long and the mm -hmm. friendships that she's made and the, the like, like particularly Sabe, you know, like everything. Uh, it's really, and then the people that maybe don't let go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what happens to them like, how does that even... Because that's a thing that I never thought about. That's something that, like, that never even crossed my mind. Is like, what happened to Sabe? I mean, that's, I've thought about it for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> never in a million years did I ever even, like, think... I don't, I don't know why. But as mm -hmm. soon as that happened, I was like, why did I never think about this? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the great... Like, this is, like... This is everything that... Like, this is a whole open box of possibilities that mm -hmm. I didn't, that never yeah, even yeah. crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's like, how do you move on? Especially in Kasaba in particular, like, how do you move on? I mean, after, you know, you've served as a double for a queen who you pretty much are putting your life on the line every single day to protect this woman. And then after she's not queen, like, what do you do after mm -hmm. that? And she's like, you know, still serving. But so especially like after... Padme dies like that was one of my favorite most emotional scenes of just like her just sitting there just being like Padme's dead Anakin's dead Obi-Wan's dead Corday's dead Versailles dead like what does she do after that and like yeah after you've you know dedicated your entire life to doing just one thing and protecting one person what do you do when and I'm mm -hmm. sure Sabe mm -hmm. feels like probably feels that like she failed even though she couldn't right, have right. done anything yeah. you gotta know like there's got to be a part of her that's just like yeah. I should have been there. And again, I've had a lot of feels about this yeah. for many, many years. Sayo Bibble is fine. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he retired. <laughs> Actually, I think he is forced retirement. I like that he's just like walking. It just sucks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's been there this whole time. Like, yeah. I was there when they invaded dog. I called it. Yeah. Called it. it can only mean one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> really listen to me. Panaka gave me a weird look. <laughs> Um, oh. yeah, that whole, the whole, the prologue and the epilogue are just so, like, the, the word that I try to use is it's not like, because people are always getting like, oh, it like, it changes everything you see about the movie. It doesn't like change everything. It just like, I try, I think Enhances. like illuminating yeah. is the way, because now you understand more than you did before and you understand what else is happening at the same, like in, like in Sabe's case, in the epilogue of the book. You don't see that at all. Like, she's not even addressed in the movie. No. You know? But now that I know this, I know somewhere in a room far away, that's happening. And then, like, all of the other things that are, like, like they're t it's, a, it's almost like a throwaway line. It's like, she's going through her desk, and she's all the, like, unfinished work. Oh, my gosh. And yes. it's, like, uh, granting uh, clones, granting like, clones rights, personhood. human rights. Multiple and, bills advocating clone personhood. Okay, no, yeah, I like had this one tagged she down here. <laughs> I have post-its. Um, a bill to reinstate term limits on the chancellorship. Clone personhood. A motion to bring all hyperspace lands and other reviewers of the public to avoid terror, blah, blah, blah. Years and years worth of drafts of anti-slavery bills. Like, uh, ugh. Okay, now let's just, now that we just get back to that part. Yeah. I totally forgot that part. Slavery? She sends Sabe to try to rescue Shmi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Like, 
And like, that's another thing to where you're like that. And that's one of those things that like, everybody's like, why didn't they just go back and buy her? Like she tried. Yeah. Like that happened. Padme tried. And maybe it was four years too late, but yeah. Yeah. That's not a, yeah. Um, that was really, really cool. And that's something that it wasn't like one of the things that I had considered all this time, but it was one of the things that I had like, Oh yeah, that is, that's kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. But then when you see it sort of happen and her being like, look, I was queen. And there are limitations on what I can do as queen. And I can't be sending people on secret missions, apparently, is one of those limitations. Except then Sabe is like, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, as exactly. As Thank that, you. Sabe is literally like, just yeah. like, if only you could be in two places at once. Yeah, yeah like, right? <laughs> as yeah. soon as that ends, like, that's one of the first things that she goes to. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, enjoy your thing. Enjoy. Congratulations on winning your ship. Go open your orphanage. I need you. Yeah. To go back to where we were. Because... I imagine as queen, you know, it's she, I'm, like, this is obviously weighed on Padme for years and years mm-hmm. and years, um, but it's one of those that, you know, when you're a queen, you have to take care of your planet and your people, and especially dealing with the fallout and rebuilding of Naboo after the Trade Federation, mm-hmm. but, like, the fact that, like, one of the very first things that she does is she's just like, cool, I can do other things offside this planet, great, right. I-, I need to go find this woman, yeah. like, I need to find this woman now. So, selling Sal, I'm like, I... Part of me was like, why you didn't try before? You're a queen. You can do whatever you want, you know? And I get that you're busy, but you should have tried earlier. But then I'm thinking, okay, let's look at the other side. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's look at the other side. Optics. How would it look if a queen went and bought a slave? Right, but... Like, yeah. Yeah. But but also, I'm thinking, okay, she knew that she, where she was. She had a home. She seen, She worked. It, it didn't seem like she was suffering. You know what I mean? It doesn't... It didn't seem like From- she was... As far as slaves go, it didn't seem like her lot was the worst. It wasn't right. great. Yeah. yeah. But it also seemed like that dude was like, yo, clean the fly switches and you can go home early. It seemed early. like she had Yippee! a job. You know? <laughs> you know? so yeah. I was like, okay. In that right. scene, the part of Anakin is played by Shmi. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, it, she could not even possibly know what was going to happen to her. And even, I mean, it's like it could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, in, in, in a more realistic sense yeah. here, I mean, it could happen to me or you, you know, get mugged, get, you know, kidnapped. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's no way that she could have known that that was going to happen. And I think she did what she, she did something that she didn't have to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, so more but, than the Jedi. <laughs> but it's like, more but than it's the also, Jedi. yeah, more than yeah. the Jedi. But it's also another thing that you can tell that not only did it weigh on her for a while, but it was something that when she could do something about it, mm-hmm. she was trying to do something about it. She like, was trying so you, hard. That epilogue, yeah. you see all these unfinished bills of like trying to do something about the slavery mm-hmm. and like how it's such a rampant thing that's like just outside of the Republic's jurisdiction, purview, yeah. whatever you want to call right. it. Yeah. And also just that helped us, especially with her, you know, we talked, I think, in some of the deleted <laughs> stuff. Uh, we were talking about- mostly about how... It must have been really hard for Padme actually going into the Senate. One of the things we liked addressing was the fact that she was not received with a very big welcome in the Senate. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also just because people perceived her as, you know, the young queen who sur- like usurped the former chancellor just mm-hmm. because she didn't get what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also since she's from Palpatine's home planet, that everyone thought she was just a puppet of Palpatine. Right. So, and especially on that whole thing of her just being like, Chancellor, I really want to be on the anti-slavery committee. And him being like, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. This is not going to look good for me. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. for me. It's just that you're from my planet. Yeah. And so. if you are doing these things, it would look like I am doing these things. But you know what? That was the best thing that he could do. Yeah. Because then that forces her to go and look for someone 
who is not does not see eye to eye with Palpatine just mm -hmm. so she can get some respect. Yeah. And finds Bail Organa, which is like my Bail and Mon crush. Mon but yeah. it's also yeah. <laughs> I mean she ain't lying, dude. <laughs> Space Jimmy Smith is fine. Yep. Um yep. it's like how do you like I, I it's also interesting to see how like Palpatine's always been adaptive. But Palpatine also like how he finds a way to you not use this person, but like make sure that they're not like to put her down. in episode yeah. one. He's yeah. like, this is too, she's too aggressive. Like, well, <laughs> you make sure she shines the treaty, which she's gone. Now I have to send it. Like there's all kinds of stuff that goes wrong that he adapts as he goes this time. Just, just kill her. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just kill her. I'm just sick of it. Kill her. I'm sick you know? of it. And then now girl. she's in the yeah. Senate. And he's like, well, if you can't, it'll look bad. And then that's where she's like, okay, well, mm -hmm. then I'll hang out with Bale then. Oh, that yeah. didn't work. Oh, crap. Oh, that just <laughs> made it even worse. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things of that is the fact that um, there's an episode of Clone Wars. I think it's the episode where they keep trying to, like, murder her. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're sneaking her. And then she ends up giving the speech to stop the production of the deregulation of the banks for the second, or whatever it is. Was that the one about the invasion of... Um where they had the warped uh, recording of Satine's speech about how Mandalore needs aid I, and that one, where Padme had I to go get the... I think it was the one where, like, uh, I think it was, like, the Mina Bonteri one. Oh, okay. Then they're like, well, she was killed. And then they tell him, they oh, tell yeah. them, like, they're telling the Separatists that the, the Republic killed her. And then oh, yes. they're tell you know, like, but she makes a speech at the end that is, like, a really, really cool speech and everything. And then at the end, like... Mazamita's like, well, what are we supposed to do now? What use is all this power if, like, one senator can, you know? And he's like, yeah, it sucks, but we just have to buy it our time. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. The people will still be pissed later. Like, we'll just keep it's, doing war. Especially, like, you know, going back and, you know, since knowing as we, the audience, knows that Palpatine is Sidious. Yeah. It's also just every single interaction with him as Padme is, like, you can just see the falsity in his like every single time he says like my dear it's like one of those like the patronizing my mm -hmm, dear yeah. that like mm -hmm. as a woman like if someone oh, yeah. said like called you was like oh my dear i'd be like excuse you like yeah. that kind of thing <laughs> well, well, like my queen my queen amidala's you know tone queen amidala yeah. tone. <laughs> um, but i like how even in the book like there's like a, a line or two where she's like there was a like a dishonesty like yeah. somewhere that she never quite caught before yeah. But then it was back. Like, mm -hmm. like when she says something that immediately he was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like she was like, there's a, there's a, she was like, oh, she caught like a, a note of ingenuine, you know, disingenuous yeah, or whatever. Like there's like just moments of his like patience, yeah. like absolutely. But she starts to like yeah. pick out some of those things. Mm -hmm. Where in like episode one, she's like, it seems like in a she's lot like, of scenes, she's very trusting of the okay. students. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do more. And she's like, then a vote of no confidence it is. I found a meme the other day that's completely ridiculous and useless, <laughs> but I feel the need to mention it now. And it was uh, a picture of her in the scene where she's talking to Palpatine, and she, it's the suit, it's the, the suit where she has the white... pre like, kimono? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a very kimono, and it has the like, strands in front of her, yep, yep. beads in front of her face. And it's like... Queen, please stop putting your ramen in your hair. And then it just says, that is something I cannot do. <laughs> so. My favorite one recently that I had to make a better, I'm one of those that if I see a meme and it's just poorly photoshopped, I have to go make it better, like for the same meme. But it was one of the, the old man in the like, guess I'll die shrug. Mm -hmm. And it was just Padme's face on him though. <laughs> I, like, guess I'll die. I think, I, oh. I think Lizzie has sent that one. Lizzie is also of the like, she died camp. 
And like, yeah. that's an attack on her person because she died. And I'm like, yeah, like when you die, we're going to yell at you. Then. <laughs> like, like, I don't get mad at her for dying. She doesn't even I don't know if that droid was right. But then again, yeah, that's what he that said means... in the movie, which yeah, is a yeah. thing. Like, yeah, so yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys about that. Like, I can't fault you. No, see, the way that I, I choose to see it is like, no, uh, Padme, Clone Wars Padme is my Padme. Yeah. Because if I look at that movie, then I'm like, I'm very disappointed. So I have to focus on Padme is my Padme. This Clone Wars is my Padme. Mm-hmm. I, I am a very episode one Padme. Like, we were, episode one is very, like... One of the things I was telling Liz while you were out was... um. So the thing is, uh, all of the prequels come out right around my birthday because I'm, I'm an Empire Strikes Back baby, and that is, I'm a May 21st. Um, but so my 13th birthday present was going to the theaters to see episode one, like first thing in the morning. And I was turning 13, and the first impression I got of that film was seeing a 14-year-old girl as a queen trying to take back her planet with all of her friends of the same age. And like that was the most impactful thing for me as like a tiny little girl of just being well, tiny being like a 13 year old but still just being like yeah everyone else is like oh the jedi and i was just like no this queen like i had fell in love with padme and them like from that point on See, of just that was my pad like a lot of people grew up with leia and the newer girls right now are growing up with ray which is precious i, so I had good. padme but i yeah. think I that ray padme. is a little bit difficult for me to relate to yeah she, to she, be fair she's only had two movies that, <laughs> Well, still, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a hard time. So Leia, I feel like I can relate a little bit more mm -hmm. because she, she can be a lot of things. She can be super sweet and super nice, but she can also be kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, tough and and, and at, at times a, a little bit. Um. It's <laughs> almost like the personas that Leia has. She doesn't use them as like defenses. She uses them as weapons. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's her. Like she switches back and forth between like Governor Tarkin to like. You know, like, I smelled your foul stench to, like, <laughs> like, look, would you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? Like, she uh, switches back and forth so many times between her people and her relationships. What have you done? Why have you done this? <laughs> <laughs> I turned that one off. Um, <laughs> yeah. This gets, this gets called. Wait, are you calling yourself? It says from your phone. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It does that for some reason. It's like, if, I don't even think I can call from the iPad, but it, I, I don't know how Apple works. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Technology, y'all. Let's get... Dorme cracking on this. Right. But, um, Padme, uh, yeah, I was definitely a, a like 17-year-old, 18-year-old boy that was just walking out of the theater doing flips off of walls because <laughs> that was the thing. So, But uh -huh. I thought of that when I thought about this book. Yeah. So I'm glad and it's, that we asked you. Kate's, I think it was the right choice. Kate's talked about the same thing because she and I had, um, our birthdays are only a couple days apart. And so she and I had the same exact reaction. And like that's... And that's honestly like one of the ways that we became friends years ago was mm -hmm. just like of that love of just this group of girls. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so happy I'm that so this happy book got that read she, and I'm so happy, yeah. glad that she got to write it. And <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just happy it got me because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't know much about them at mm -hmm. all. And for the longest time I would just be like, why they were in those... A lot of people are dying, a lot of people are hungry, and you're mm -hmm. wearing like a... The most opulent yeah, yeah. <laughs> clothing's on the planet. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, just kind of like taking the whole book, like, as a scope, is definitely not something that, like, when I think of Star Wars, like, I don't know how else to say it, but I'm just that dude that's like, yo, lightsabers, and the Force, <laughs> and like, spaceships, like, so, that's usually, like, my thought, but I'm not, like... I was never a person that did not enjoy prequels or actually most of Star Wars I pretty much enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a few 
things yeah. here and there that I'm like, hmm, yeah. could have done without that. But also, <laughs> like, still enjoy it, but for yeah. me, Star Wars is like moments. Mm -hmm. So even in things that like I didn't enjoy as much as I enjoyed something else, I can usually pick moments out of that thing and be like, well, I didn't like that episode of this thing, but that part was really cool. Or yeah. like, I didn't like this book, but there were these three things in that book that were awesome or yeah. whatever it is. Like, because it all connects and it's, it's all usually like delivered in a really, really cool way. So this book is definitely doesn't have a lot of spaceships and blasters nope. and things like that. So if you're looking for that, like... It's the Space West Wing book that I have wanted <laughs> yeah. for so long. But it dives into the characters. Yeah. And like, that's what, that's what, the, the draw of this book is not the, I don't want to say it's not the plot, because like things happen, mm -hmm. but it's not like if you're what drives you, or at least drives me when I read the book, is understanding the people Mm -hmm. Like it's understanding Sabe and it's understanding how Padme works and how she forged these relationships with Bale, with Mina, with uh, who else do we have? Well, like even uh, Uncle Anno showed up for a second. Yeah, Uncle <laughs> you know Anno. what I mean. Like and how she gets to work in the Senate and trying to figure out like mm -hmm. new things and solutions and how to how to be good at her job. Yeah, it's literally just a very good introspective into Padme. What mm -hmm. makes Padme tick? What drives Padme? Um, but also just kind of understanding the world of the Senate and the politics of it, which again, I understand are not people's favorite things. Like mm -hmm. it's some of my favorite Clone Wars episodes are all the space politics ones. But like, you know, a lot of people I do understand is like, they're here for like, I want the clones and I want lightsabers. And it's like, well, if you want lightsabers, cool. Here's master there's, and apprentice. It's great. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty, there's for, plenty you. for you. But for those of us that, yeah. that love space politics, mm -hmm. this is the best love letter just, to that. I could have gotten. It's a very intimate book. So it, it, is. it gives you the, the, you know, like, you're looking at how she feels, what she's thinking, what she's going through, all these things, right? <laughs> My husband hates me. <laughs> Fine. And, um, and how she's having a hard time adjusting, mm -hmm. you know, and how she has to change the way that, that she speaks to people, the way that she wants to be seen. And, uh, and it's something that we can all relate to. Um, so I really, I really enjoy that part. It, they do a really good job of like fleshing out her dealing with like this transition mm -hmm. of like, this was how I had to present myself and this was what my job was and her trying to learn to like, I don't want to say operate in a bigger arena, but it's literally a bigger arena <laughs> that she's operating in the Senate. It's, oh gosh, what's the quote? Like. To first step into a larger universe. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so how she, sometimes she feels that. You know, I think there was a conversation, I think it might have been Sabe and Padme when she's talking about how honest she is and, um, and how she says, you know, I think that's exactly why they don't trust me because I'm too honest. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought it was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right, even though it doesn't. No, it Sorry, was good. pause. <laughs> I, just, I was flipping through the pictures just to be like. Did we talk about the ion pulse enough? Because that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> Just, it's an ion pulse. And I don't know what else to say about it, except it was dope when it happened in Battlefront 2. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to read more stories about Operation Cinder. <laughs> and yeah. One of the things that I like to like mention, just because it's probably one of my favorite parts in the entire book, uh -huh. is how she talks about Naboo and these people. And we talked about this, how uh, teens go, um, are... I wouldn't say force there. Like, they have to go through this. Like, um, everybody goes through civil service at yes. a young age. And so that way mm. they can relate it. They can stay awake of 
you know the things that are going they're going on with their with their planet and with right. other things right around them because I think it's pretty easy for these people who are not suffering essentially you yeah. know uh, to forget and once you get to work in the Senate you know or mm -hmm. any other uh, okay Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm just giving you my yeah, space. They, okay. It's like, I think it's, they did a line. Oh, I can't find it really quick, but it was about, uh, she specifically says it's something that like, they make sure that all young people go through civil service because mm -hmm. they want to make sure that they are awake. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like just because they want them to be cognizant of not just, you know, themselves, but mm -hmm. of the world around them and the impact on that. And so she talks a lot about, about, um, one of the other things besides just her connection with Palpatine was that like. Padme's dad actually did a lot of relief work mm -hmm. and so yeah. and through her dad is how Padme got into the junior uh, legislative program and stuff like that um, and so it's also one of those that Padme talks about like you know she reason why like she avoids Uncle Anno is just because she doesn't want to rely too heavily on her father's right. connections yes. yeah. uh, but like you know she's talking to you know especially with how they deal with Clovis and like Clovis has never had to deal with Right. crippling crippling loss and stuff like that yeah. besides his parents when he was really young but like Which on a worldwide scale yeah. yeah and like Padme was talking about like she did a lot of relief work with her dad um, about like they were helping evacuate a planet where mm -hmm. unfortunately since they couldn't replicate the, the nutrients of that yeah. planet every and single person perish. on that planet died and yeah. that was and, like in the yeah. deleted scenes from episode 2 like that same conversation they yeah. just sort of reworked it you know yeah like things really cool. like that where it's yeah, Naboo is very, very progressive, and I love mm -hmm. that about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that's a very, very subtle line in here, but it's just very much also evocative of, you know, uh, in modern day trans rights, where like there's a whole line mm -hmm. about like Padme saying, We call people what they want to be called. Yeah. And someone's like, Well, what if they want to choose a new name? And she's like, Well, then you call them their new name. Like talking about how her sister doesn't have a husband because she didn't want one. Like yeah. Naboo is very progressive, and I love mm -hmm. that about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Uh, Meanwhile, Rush Clovis, living up to his name, Rush. Oh my God, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to rush in. Rush into everything. Oh. Rush in to save the day. Rush Clovis, man. Uh, <laughs> he gets the golden, like, you tried sticker. Like, he tried. He was just a very eager puppy, and like... I imagine if it was Sabe, things would have been different. Oh my gosh. I would have loved to have seen a whole scene of, like, Sabe having to deal with him, just being like... I think I think Sabe could punch him in the hand like Anakin and hurt his hand. Probably. Um, but yeah, that was like interesting and like funny to see how like you take these people that are like it's almost like it's such a common thing you hear, especially like living here in SoCal. Like, oh, like such and such, and they all like uh, uh, a lot of like the the movies and things like that happen here, and there's all these like set romances and things like that. And so you see this person that's working with this person for 18 hours a day and they're like not sleeping and then all of a sudden he's like, cool, that's done. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought that was <laughs> interesting, but I also thought it was cool that Padme was just like, nope. No. no. <laughs> she even like dipped into queen voice at one of those points. Like, yeah. yeah. like she had to dip yeah. into Amidala voice yeah. and being like, no. And I love that like we got, I got to hear it with the cat Tabor. Yeah. <laughs> like performance to really hear that like dipped into the like no no <laughs> like, but um that was that was, was good. yeah mm -hmm. cool. there's yeah. there's there's yeah. good stuff <laughs> I really think America needs to do that though just follow some of the Naboo um you know hey, kids get off Twitter for a week yes yeah. <laughs> stop playing Fortnite yeah. go 
Okay, so Bromlarch. I wanted to mention one thing that I just beat up my wife. I wanted to mention one thing about like, um, I think this is for us. So yeah. in the, they go and they do the relief effort and they have uh, fighter escorts. Yep. So the fighter escorts led by Depa Balaba is called mm, led Haz- by Sabe, but... Hazards. Oh, okay. Led by Sabe, <laughs> Depa Balaba was just an she escort of the escorts. She was just there with um, them. She had her Delta 7. She did. Okay. Hazard Squadron. Hazard Squadron. When I read that, I was like, oh. Then I realized that people in every other city, every other place, every it other It won't matter to them. It won't mean anything to them. Nope. You Not know, at all. I'm never going to see a YouTube video about like, another connection is Hazard Squadron. <laughs> so, but I thought you might be a little more qualified as a member of Hazard Squadron to talk about it than me. Um, so for it. those of you who guys don't know, like in the Rebel Legion, like, you know, you have all of your... Your groups and stuff like that. Um, and we have one of the detachments is of pilots in Star Wars. Um, so in Southern California, our base, our pilot squadron is Hazard Squadron. And that was a incredibly, incredibly nice little bonus that got added in. And I didn't think Lucasfilm would let it fly, but they did. And thank you, Lucasfilm, because it made me and everyone else in my squadron super, super happy. And then the kind of other little bonus thing on that is it's... Uh, the one thing that I didn't pick up immediately, like after reading that, was somebody else was like, wait, does this mean that like in Attack of the Clones when Padme and Typho are flying the ships in as the escort right before the bombing like attempt, mm-hmm. um, is that Hazard Squadron? And somebody asked Kate and she's like, well, yeah, definitely. So it means that Hazard Squadron is the squadron in Attack of the Clones also. And it's pretty cool. It makes me really ha- Which then also means then in the Shattered Empire comics, <laughs> after Return of the Jedi, Leia flies in Leia's one in of Hazard the Squadron. Hazard Squadron. Yeah, like it's... It's a butterfly effect. Yeah. There's like it's so just, many ramifications. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's... Aww. It's very sweet. Like it's... It's nice. Yeah. Yes, we don't have an entire, you know, army named after us like the 501st, but like... Technically, that's only a... That's Clone Wars. Is that a legion? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But it's it's only. (laughs) Okay, it's only a legion. It's only a legion. But um, Um, but no, this was it was very nice and very sweet. She didn't have to do that, but I'm happy. I had a little mini of that because uh, in Saber Guild we are Temple Prime, Mm -hmm. which we just I I think the idea was like we're the first one, so I don't think it was that well thought out. But (laughs) in (laughs) Episode Eight. There's like, they, if you look in the visual dictionary of, of The Last Jedi, they're like, and on the floor in the little well where Luke mm-hmm. meditates is like the prime Jedi, who's the first one. And I was like, Aww. oh, we're canon now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I think it's an accident everywhere. <laughs> we're canon now and that's that. So. But it's just like, it's a nice yeah. little feeling. Like it's such a nice little nods and thank yous and stuff like that. But I think like, that's like a cool one that I think a lot of people won't catch because it's not something that you would have ever read about yeah. in a book or any other thing. But that is a connection to people that do things mm-hmm. in here in real life. Like, I am not even Hazard Squadron, but I know you guys. And yeah. I know, like, when I saw that, I was like, that is dope, dude. Like, yeah. you know, get us. It's over there. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's really, really cool. And I immediately was, like, happy about that. Yeah. I don't have a pilot. You have a pilot. I do. You need to get it approved. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. three years, but okay. That's it's cool. Crazy. We're only hitting like Hazard 80, so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You literally legit could be Hazard Squadron. <laughs> All right. I think. I think we're about done. I don't know what. Uh, how long we've been talking? I don't know what else there is to cover. 
I think we covered most of the things we wanted to. I think we so. We deleted some of them. <laughs> and then, um, we deleted a yeah. lot of our taco just by like laying yeah. Princess of Alder on it. <laughs> I, I like this book. It's not action-packed. If that's what you're looking for, you're not looking for this book. No. Um, Master and Apprentice is now available if you're looking Master for that. Master and Apprentice is now available. <laughs> that's also a really good book. It's so good. But it's like, um, like understanding those characters more. Mm-hmm. Like if you are at all interested in Padme or Sabe or any of them... Like this, get this book because mm-hmm. this is definitely something that uh, grants me a greater understanding of this character that is a huge part of the saga. And like, while she does in episodes one, two, and three, and ha- does have numerous Clone Wars episodes after mm-hmm. her, she's always kind of pushed to the side. She's a bit. way yeah. more underserved than a lot of the other Obi Wan's and Anakin's, and even Ahsoka's. We got yeah. Pajama Dooku in Battlefront Two, and we still yeah. don't have a Padme. Okay. I'm just saying. I understand that, but you don't understand how fun it is to walk no, around it, as Pajama Dooku. I Dooku-ku. understand that. I really, really do. Trust me, I do. The first time I saw a Pajama Dooku at a, cost, like, or at a convention, I literally would like screamed of laughter just because, while that is great and all, yes. it's also the things of like, you know, how many Stormtrooper and Clone, or, and Clone Trooper Funko Pops are we going to get? There's a whopping two Padmes. Okay. And, and one the, is yeah. a super limited edition that you can't buy for less than $300. Which is the Red Throne Room gown. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the ripped arena version. Of and course, that's, yeah. That's oh, not even God. the first 30 minutes of one episode that Padme is in. Like, she already wore three costumes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Padme yeah. has more costumes... Than anybody. Than anybody. She has, canonically, in just the movies alone, she has, I want to say, it's 36 different outfits in just the wow. movies. Like, and then that's not even taken into consideration, um, you know, all of Clone Wars. Clone Wars adds mm-hmm. a bunch of them to that. Um... The this book adds a bunch that I'm still waiting for people to keep sending in their fan art drawings of what they anticipate. Some of these look like like uh, Kate did do a big post about what some of them were inspired by, mm-hmm. and I was hoping mm-hmm. that would prompt more fan art. I can't draw at all, or else I would totally mm-hmm. draw some. But um, yeah, she has so many dresses, and then all of the artwork that we see of Padme always usually has two. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, as much as I love the Red Throne Room gown, that's my favorite Padme outfit of all time. I love that thread gown. It's between that and Geonosis, and, like, those are the mm-hmm. only two Padme dresses you ever see and stuff. Yeah. And, like, there's so much more, you guys. There's so much more. I do like the Geonosis, but I also like the Geonosis in Clone Wars where she has the purple With head the wrap purple around purple head wrap, yes. Like, I like that, like, little boxy kind of top. I and love the I Geonosis like, one. I love... I like the pilot. Like, oh, the, yeah. in Clone Wars mm-hmm. when she's, like, mm-hmm. rocket, Like, her yeah. action Padme kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's pilot-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are probably my favorite Padme costumes if I had to pick. There's just, there's so many, and it's like, why do you want some, like, or depending on which ones you like. Like, I love also her, the green velvet gown from the, the immolation scene in Revenge of the Sith. Like, that green velvet gown is gorgeous. So pretty. Everything from even, like, her wonky poncho on Tatooine is <laughs> just, the girl's yeah, stylish yeah. no matter where she goes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where she goes, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think she has the best hair in Attack of the Clones. Oh, of course. She's got a lot of good hair, dude. I just did Attack of the Clones, now I'm stuck in the Clone Wars. Because <laughs> I was about to watch Revenge of the Sith, but then I was like, you know what? I could probably just do my chronological Clone Wars right now. Do it. So now I just did, like, you know, Bombad Jedi, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, but anyway, that's where I am at in life. Oh, the Shire Jar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like this book a lot. I think she put a lot into it mm-hmm. and it shows and I'm so happy that we're getting we're getting like passionate writing mm-hmm. in Star Wars right now 
And whether, like, if people like it or they don't like it, or if it is their cup of tea or not their cup of tea, I can understand that. But also, like, you can't deny that the person who wrote this cared and put a lot of effort, work, and care into the thing that you love too. So, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that's happening right now in Star Wars, and I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. My biggest art annoying comment that I see on Twitter a lot is every single time someone's just like, Star Wars, nobody asked for this. And it doesn't matter what it's about, but like, there's always at least 20 of us that are being like, no, I asked for that. Yeah. Sorry yeah. that you didn't ask for that. What did I, I didn't ask for a Tarkin book. You asked for a Tarkin book. That's great. You enjoy your Tarkin book. I asked for a Padme book and I got Like, they're just making so much stuff that like everybody has something at this point. And that's phenomenal. Yeah. I asked for Dark Disciple and like, I didn't know I asked for it, but that, uh, from a certain point of view, right. like, there was a lot in there that I asked oh for gosh, that I didn't realize that I asked you. for. Um, so there's like, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not picky with my Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I take and I consume everything and I usually enjoy most, if not all of it. But I also like the things that I really, really enjoy, I really, really, really enjoy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So like those sorts of like, like Dark Disciple is something that I definitely wanted. Yep. Didn't and it doesn't look like I'm gonna get it animated. But I've got a really <laughs> no. good book and I'm yeah. not mad at it. Although if anybody ever wanted to release turnarounds of Voss's Gala disguise, yeah. it would be cool to be a classy Voss once in a while. Do it. Yeah. That'd be dope. It's um, white, isn't it? Like the white tunic with is white. Gold? The pants are dark. Yeah, it's white with gold yeah. to match Which, his tattoos. You know, that's a different side because you're always dark, all black. You just want to see me classy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh but I can get it approved <laughs> if I got those turnarounds. If you got the turnarounds. If I got those turnarounds. So we're all in search of turnarounds. We're all looking for wonderful things in life and we're all um, enjoying this book right now. I think we're done. <laughs> That's how I'm going to finish the podcast. Rachel, it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you guys so much. And I'm so glad we brought you here for this book. I too. And this is awesome. I don't know if you wanted people following you. <laughs> Where would you want them to follow you? Uh, Twitter's the best place to get yelled at. So <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, it is Mayana Kenobi on Twitter. M I A N A Kenobi, one word. Um, yeah. And uh, as I said before, Rachel is one of our lungs trooping, like Rebel Legion buddies that we have trooped with. From the Battle of Christophsis to the Siege of Mandible. <laughs> I don't know. But we've trooped with her for a while, so yeah. like we got this time to talk and hang out. You, babe, do you not want people following you? No. Don't follow you. <laughs> uh, hit it's us up. Instagram. Yeah. TheRogueRebels.com. TheRogueRebels on Instagram. You can always hit me at Sally Make Music on Twitter and Instagram. And follow our Facebook page and hit up our website. And my daughter has a podcast, but she's not here, so I'm not going to plug it. <laughs> That's how it is. If you don't read a book, you don't get me to tell people that go look at you at Star Wars Geek Girl. That's how it is. Tekla Mina. Tekla is one of my aides. Like so many of the people that we tell ourselves we're here to serve, Tekla lives in a district that rarely has electricity and running water as a result of the war. Her children can now only bathe every two weeks, and they have no light in which to read or study at night. The Republic has always funded these basic services, 
But now, there are those who would divert the money to the war. With no thought for what the people need to survive. If not for people like Tekla and her children, who are we fighting for? My people, your people, all of our people. This war is meant to save them from suffering, not increase it. I support our brave soldiers, whether they come from the clone factories or from any of the thousands of systems loyal to the Republic. But if we continue to impoverish our people, it is not on the battlefield where Dooku will defeat us, but in our own homes. Therefore, it is our duty and our responsibility to preserve the lives of those around us by defeating this bill. Well done.